The Sweet FA Podcast. Hello, welcome to the SFA Grand Final Edition podcast, and it's been a long time between drinks, but we thought we would save the best for, for this week in particular, given we've got the, the Mobs medal coming up as well this Friday, and of, and of course the big game on the weekend. And the guests we've got on tonight, we've got some representatives from each team in the Grand Final. Uh, first off, Fitzroy Bowie Dog, the Royce captain, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, it's a pleasure to be here again. I just want to say right off the top, your signature in, on your username still says "Join the most mediocre team in history." Here, um, any thoughts of changing that anytime soon? Not at the moment. I think our history speaks for ourselves. I think we've made two grand finals in twenty-five seasons, and yeah, I think we embrace that quite, uh, quite lovely. And I think keeping that will just make sure that our expectations remain low. So whenever we do achieve success, it will be as shocking as it has been this week. So even if you win, there's no no chance of a change? We'll see. Probably not, but we'll see. Fair enough. And then from the Swamp Rats, we've got Ant Bear, who's the captain, and Dinkster, the vice-captain. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Evening, all. I'm sure there's going to be a bit of controversy surrounding everyone in the room tonight, which is good. That's the way we like it here on the SFA podcast. Before we go into more detail about the big game itself, as I mentioned, we've got the uh, the Mobs Medal, the awards night happening this Friday night, which is a big night for, for all SFAers. Uh, hopefully we get a much better, um, I suppose, thread this year as opposed to the one that Filthy ran where there was links missing and all kinds of stuff. That was a bit of a disaster, but uh, it couldn't get any worse than that, I wouldn't have thought. But um, straight off the top, we'll just go go around the room and just get a bit of a feel for what all your predictions are for, for the awards night on Friday. So... Fitzroy, I'll start with you. Your tip for the Mobs medal. Jeez. Um, look, I think looking at the form of players like Blair Storm and Yaka and even someone like Tommy Cash, I think they're probably the hot favourites from my point of view. I think they've had very consistent seasons. They've had premium roles in the teams as Ruck and Ruck Rovers and things like that. I, I can't sort of see a winner from outside of those three. Um, yeah, I think just the consistency of this season from all three of them has been pretty incredible. Uh, I can't I can't think off the top of my head of who's leading the tackle count because that's normally a good indication who's that. I think that might be Yaka, but I might be wrong. But I would pick one of those three as my red-hot favourites. Fair enough. And, and bear yourself, who are your thoughts for the mobs? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I actually should say any names because... Uh, there may be some info, inside information happening there, but um, what Fitzy says is right. Generally, it's the tackle count, the freeze four, and uh, and the kicks, and whoever's sort of up the top in those three. Fitzy himself is probably a chance. Yeah, I've got too um, many freeze four, though. Umpires love me, but they don't give me votes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. And if, anyway, if it's not as a say, as I say, I'd rather not. You don't want to say it. That's fair enough. Um, but yeah. I have to ask, if it's not a Swamp Rats player, will you appeal the decision? No, no. I wouldn't think any of our players have got a chance, as a matter of fact, this season. Fair enough. Uh, Dinkster, and what about yourself? Your thoughts on the mobs? Yeah, I have to agree with Fitzy looking at Yaka and Blazestorm. And in answer to Fitzy's question... Definitely Yakka's up there for the uh, tackles. He led the tackle count. So yeah, okay. he's got to be a good chance. 
watch this space. Yaka leading the way. I'm sure he'll be over the moon about that, and you'll make a thread about himself in no time. Uh, Excuse the... me, ignorance, but who won it last year? That was Bosch. Oh, okay. That's right, because there was the whole uh, uh, totally boys club forgot... fiasco. Okay. I totally forgot who won last year. That's how much I'm right, sorry, apologies. Irrelevant. All right, the uh, mm-hmm. second award we'll get predictions on is the EKA medal. Uh, Fitzroy, start with you. Um, well, I think there's a couple of players that have had... I think one of the issues with the EKA medal is that often a lot of people get swayed by like recency bias, like who's had really good like late ends of the season. So it's often players that have peaked towards the end that get a lot of credit. But I think players like Matty411... Uh, U2 Tigers, Blurn, they've been really good throughout the season, which has been fantastic to see. I think they've all been tremendous pickups. I think got the goods as well from the Swampies. I'm pretty sure they're a rookie. Man, I should have actually done some research before I sat down for this. But, yeah, like uh, I think those four particularly, if, if they are all rookies, um, have had good full seasons rather than some players who have peaked and troughed throughout the year. Agree. It's kind of like when Cooney won the Brownlow medal. He only played half a good year, and that's all that was noticed. So, yeah, you want to go over the course of the whole year. Uh, Ampere, what about yourself, uh, the EKA? Look, it's been a, a fantastic season for rookies. Um, you know, Dingster is probably the, the the expert there with his rising star thread. Um, you know, there's, there was 10 people, the top 10 in there, all of them would be worthy winners in any other year. It's It's been a fantastic season for rookies. Um, if I had to pick one, again, I've voted for it, so it's really hard. Um, but, you know, I'd love to see Got the Goods win it. Um, no bias there at all. Swamp there rat. He's a swamp rat, so he'll come second. That's guaranteed. <laughs> um, so, look, it'll probably be Blurn, I would have thought. Fair enough. Uh, and the man who is all over there, the rookie talent this year, Dingster, uh, I'm not sure if you can give too much away given what you're running at the moment, but what are your thoughts? Well, I don't have anything to do with the Echo anyway. So the, with the Rising Star, we there was only four votes between the top four. So it's going to be very, very close. Uh, I, I would have to say our boy got the goods would be fourth just on the back of he hasn't done as much media compared to the top three. Um, so I'd probably a slight nod to Blurn, but Maddie and you two Tigers were excellent as well. That anyone would be purely deserving. And yeah. do you think, I think you touched on it and bear, but this has probably been one of the better years for rookies as a whole, hasn't it? I mean, the, the talent that's come through and the media threads and all that kind of stuff, it's been a pretty good season. Oh, it's been fantastic. Um, it, for the number of rookies who have stayed throughout the season and become consistent contributors to their team, um, it's always been a, another full team of rookies that have come in this season. And Fitzroy, Look, what I'm advice just... would you give to any new rookies coming in for next season? Um Look, I think it's one of those things is take the time to find your feet, essentially. I think a lot of rookies get overwhelmed pretty quickly they go pretty hard pretty fast um and then often fade away like i did in my first season i was pretty hot to trot in the first like half and then fucked off in the second half of the season because i got really confused about what was going on 
I um, can't possibly see Kadava burning out. <laughs> well, yeah. <that's... laughs> can, can you? I mean, honestly, try, trying to go through every single match to him and, and do uncontested and contested disposals, that's going to last like two weeks. Yeah. I mean, even He's the best already conceded on that, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I hope so. Who are they I think doing? He's already conceded and said he's only going to do match of the round. Yeah, okay. That's probably better. Oh, so we're <laughs> looking at the Furies every week. That's good. <laughs> well, we haven't had a match of the round for two seasons, so it's not going to be us. <laughs> you got one this week. Yeah, about time. Yeah, I, I, but guess, by default. I guess we'll probably, <laughs> we'll, we'll probably get it. Yeah. <laughs> And the, the other two awards we won't go into, the TFLUA Tiger Award and the Frankston Rover Award, only because you guys are obviously going to have input into that. Oh, maybe not the Frankston Rover one, but... No, no they're, they're the two we don't have input into. They're, they're, they're purely cloud decisions. I thought the um, Tiger one was the league committee. It used to be, I think. I think now it's well, sort of someone who contributes the most to the 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 league as a whole. Oh, okay. uh, that's a Frankston... That's a Frank. Then what the hell is the TFLUA reward for? TFLUA Tiger is the most dominant player, cootie wise, oh. and is meant to be decided by the committee. It was it was taken back to the committee a little bit last season. But um, that'll just be the person who's yeah. got the highest exe points. It'll be Blaze yeah, or maybe, Yak but, or... but that that wasn't the way that we discussed it last year. It was who dominated it's their cool. position the most. So if there was one ruckman who was twenty percent ahead of all the other ruckmen. Even though he might not have had the most exit points, yeah. he dominated his okay. position most. So. So can, Man, can I must have missed that conversation. So can we rule out Rodney Dangerfield of any chance of winning that, given his donuts uh, during the year? Uh, in the end, it's Cloud's decision, so whatever Cloud decides, so we all go with. Well, he's dominating the donuts, so he's got a chance there. Yeah, true. Yeah, If we go off the uh, max donuts, it'll, it'll be a real chance. All right, the other uh, big announcement for the Mobs Medal Night is the SFA, uh, or the All-SFA team. So a squad of 30 has been released with the final group of, I think, 20 is being announced on the Friday. So I've put the the 30 players into groups of five, and I'll just go around and get your thoughts on them. Uh, So Fitzroy, your thoughts on the first five being Antbear, Blackie, Blaystorm, Blurn, and Brab? It's a collection of motley fucking crudie as if I've ever seen some. Like, you've got Ant Bear, who's, you know, I've got to keep things nice because we're talking to each other at the moment, but my opposition number for the week... (laughs) I'm always about niceties, you know me. Um, But no, I think these five is probably... Looking through the collection of fives that you've put together, I'm going to go far as to say this is probably the strongest collection of five that we'll probably talk about. I think Ant Bear has, again, had an incredibly dominant season... Blackie with the Royals always does a great job for a team that sometimes struggles to get the numbers, but Blackie always represents. Blaze Storm has taken on the the captaincy at the Dragons. Shit. Uh, yeah, Dragons. Yeah, um, Dragons. And has had a dominant on-field season. Uh, you can't overlook that. Blurn has been Blurn. It's like a hurricane of Blurn throughout the year, which I've really enjoyed. And Brad, whether you love him or hate him, I don't think anyone falls in the middle, um, is when in form, one of the best players on the field and off the field that the SFA has. Um, he certainly does cause controversy. He certainly does push buttons. Reminds me of players like Uncle Leo and stuff in the past that just seemed to frustrate the living hell out of everybody, but then would come along and 
follow it up on the ground and back it up with what he was saying. So, yeah. Well, you come equal first for the Fred medal, so very well deserved in the, the initial yeah, spot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and Bear, the second group of five for you. Dinkster, Fitzroy Bowie Dog, Grey Crow, Hado, and Headless. Okay, well, um, obviously we've all named just our teams team. in the committee. <laughs> <laughs> Dinkster, I suppose we could get him in there somewhere. I mean, he is a Fred medalist, and uh, he, he did run, you know, the Rising Star thread is a big thread. I, I did it a couple of seasons ago. It takes a lot of effort. Um, and he carried it right through to the end of the season. So he's posting and he's playing means he's probably in. Fitzy, um, definite for me. I don't think anyone would uh, would deny that. I think Fitzy goes in for oh, his shucks. contributions. <laughs> uh, oh, you're still here, Fitzy. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> um, I probably didn't have Grey Crow in. A couple of people I think may think he's worthy. Um, he's probably going to be one of the unlucky ones if I was choosing the team, but I'm not. Hado definitely. Um, Hado nominated as a forward, and of course there's not as many forwards as midfielders nominated, and his contributions behind the scenes, which a lot of people don't see, have been immense. And Headless, mm-hmm. again, is, is one of those borderline ones. He's either um, in on a bench or just missing out. So... For me, I'd, I'd go three or five, Dinkster, Fitzy, and, and Hato. Fair enough. I, uh, just, just as a sidebar, I, when Cats to Rise and the committee thread brought up Headless, I'd completely forgot he was in the group, and I was looking back at my team, and I felt pretty shitty that I couldn't have fitted him in. Um, I yeah, think the, it was, it was the, like, the, it was probably, it was yeah. probably five unluckies, or there's going to be five unluckies. Yeah. Headless, I, look, he, as Amper said, 50-50, but, uh, if I was going to go back and look at my team again, I'd find space from that. Like the 300 game stuff that he's had throughout the whole year has been such a nice piece of fun that sort of followed the season and it's been really good and everyone sort of got involved, which you don't often find with stuff that happens in the league. Like everyone's just gotten on board the, the silliness of the, the seriousness of his 300th game. I don't think I'd ever seen a headless thread before this season. Yeah, me either. And, uh, no, no I love Hitler. He's great. Yeah, yeah, no, he's good. Uh, Dingster, the next group of five for you: Helen Wheels, I don't care, Josh Wooden Spoon, Lunity, and Natural Disaster. That that has to be an oversight. But anyway, go on. Well, two of your your crew in there: Helen Wheels. By uh, virtue, she's a forward. There weren't too many forwards in there. She yeah, she's she, had a good year. She she's had a great year. Um, I think she came fourth. That's probably just a bit below. If you're going to put Blackie in and Hado in, and if I, if I make it and you've got Brab, where, where we all fit, that's an interesting one for the selectors. Um, I don't care is for FBD. He's really come in and posted up a storm in your club. So oh, I, I DC. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's been phenomenal. Like. When I had a chat to him in the off season, and I said if he wanted to join, and he was like, "Yeah, cool, no worries." And I was one of those ones that you kind of throw it out there, and you're not expecting someone to say yes. Um, and I think Zen had a bit of a thing trying to get him over as well because I'd had a bit of back and forth in the previous season. So I've been incredibly pleased with uh, IDC. Um, 
this year. It's 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 always great to have someone who's just carrying the torch every week. And then Joshy, Josh Wooden Spoon, well, definitely one of my favourite posters. I think everything he does is pretty much quality, so I definitely have him in the side. Uh, Lunity, uh, captain of the Hawks, they've had a phenomenal year. I think the Hawks have done a great job, even though we've had a little bit of banter this week for one word. But I think the Hawks, that match thread, both match threads throughout the year that we had with the Hawks, I thoroughly enjoyed, and I think Lunity's done a fantastic job. So Lunity would definitely make my team. And your boy, Natural, is it Natural Dumbass? Is that how you pronounce it? Pretty much. Your captain, 0%, whichever one. <laughs> so is he your real leader, Michael? Here's, here's your chance. Tell the footy, the footy world, is he your real leader or is he the puppet? I'm still a little bit unsure, to be honest. And I'm like, we've got a whole team PM and I, I still really don't know the answer. He seems to be taking the reins. Wacky Tiger just kind of fall off the face of the earth. Um, Kay's has been ousted and he's, I think he's leaving as was put out there, but I think he is the, the, the leader who's taken over, but I've got a feeling there's people already trying to overthrow him. It won't take long. We'll get him out of the job pretty quick. <laughs> but the Furies themselves, you guys had a, had a solid year, so yeah, definitely in contention. Yeah, we choked when it counted though. Um, we'll get to that you played after. played a good team, mate. Yeah, at least, that's right. I can, at least it was to someone in the grand final. That makes us feel a little bit better. Uh, and bear back to you with the next group of five. Noobs or Philroy PVF RFC Tiger 74 and Spookism? This is probably the most interesting five that I could see in this group. That There's a couple here that could make it. I think all of them are 50-50. It's, it's, it's one of those things that from this group, there's, I think, Noobs is a defender. I'm just trying to find any of the info I've got. Um, Spook's coming through the middle. Phil Reich's coming through the middle. PVF's a forward who's kicked a shit ton of goals from the pocket um, and has generally been okay in match threads. Like, he pops up, and when he does, he's pretty good. Um, it's one of these things that I think a lot of these guys are on the cusp, like a few more stats in certain categories and they'd be shoe-ins or a few more posts and they'd be shoe-ins. But I think maybe PVF is going to sneak it in into the pocket. I think Spook might... I know he made it into a few teams in the committee in the midfield. I know Phil made it into a couple of teams in the midfield. So it's when Cloud goes back and collates it or whether they had enough um, overall to actually squeeze in. I think RFC Tiger 74... I mean, it's a terrible name because it really doesn't really roll off the tongue, but I think I've really enjoyed his wanton violence in the uh, the match threads. I think punching people in the throat has been <laughs> something he's been very consistent with, which I've quite enjoyed. And throwing, um, I think, and throwing look, tinnies at Sturge has been another consistent um, theme of RFCs as well. Yeah. And we can I all think get behind that. I could, I could see... Like, almost a few of these guys sneaking in, but I wouldn't be surprised if all five of them didn't make it as well. It's one of those ones that's quite hard to pick. Um, yeah, it, it's a difficult group of five to sort of give a read on. It will be a tough one to pick. Uh, Fitzroy, back to you. The next five, Sports Maniac 89, Tarkin 24, The Filth Wizard, The Halfback, and Tommy Cash. Yeah, I think that was for, um, Fitzy who did the last lot. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, oh shit. I, I no, I'm not meant to be <laughs> well, you did say me, but it was your turn, so that's fine. Ah, shit, sorry. <laughs> that's right. No, you can tell I'm half paying it. I'm trying to read off about yeah, all this Second stuff. last one, Sports sports Maniac, um, was nominated as a defender. And again, there was a, a real dearth of defenders nominated. Uh, I think there was only seven nominated, even though every club was supposed to nominate one. And... Um, He's probably sneaking in there, you would have thought, with uh, with his posting and his playing stats. Uh, Tarks, I think, played all over the field. Um, I reckon he played full forward. He had a couple of games with donuts, I'm sure of that, at the beginning of the season. So that might have uh, negatively impacted his uh, his chances. Phil Swizzard, um, eight-time All-SFA player, so probably a certainty, you would have thought. Um, he's, yeah. You know, I mean, he's playing, he's posting, his uh, his threads that he's made throughout the year, his contributions. He's almost a certainty. The halfback might be one of those ones who um, struggles. One of the one of the unlucky ones, the unlucky five, if you like. And same with Tommy. I mean, Tommy was uh, was great with the cootie. His stats were were um, I think fourth of all the midfielders name. Where he might struggle is the posting stats. I think he was he was second last in the posting stats of all the nominated players. Um, and you know, selection is fifty percent posting, fifty percent playing. So Tommy might struggle. So out of those, I probably got sports and filth wizard definite. Uh, Tarkin a maybe, and the halfback and Tommy probably not. Fair enough. And Dinkster, last group for you: Cloud, Tony Lynn, fifteen, U two Tigers, Zen Zen, and Yaka. Well, Cloud goes without saying. Cloud has done a, I think, he's done an outstanding job well, as admin like this himself, year. Doesn't he? <laughs> he just picked himself. Let's just move on, right? Uh, and probably Tony Lynn picked himself as well too. Um, Tony's a ripper. I love, I love Tony's posting. He's always engaging. He's always involved. Whether it's in, even if it's not his match thread, he's in, involved. He's always stirring up. He relates. I think um, he's one of my favourite posters in, in the SFA. Uh, U2 Tigers has had a great year in the ruck. I think he led the hitouts, didn't he, of all, all the ruckmen? So on stats and contribution alone, it puts him, puts him in the mix. Uh, Yaka. Yaka has uh, had an outstanding year. <laughs> you like how I skipped that, that one? <laughs> the fourth one? <laughs> Yaka has had an outstanding. I would have thought Yaka's a, a lay down there to get in the team. Um, just, just everywhere all year, like Blurn. Um, he'll like that that uh, reference. And Zen Zen, <laughs> little Zen Zen. Well, she definitely polarizes people in the SFA. You people either love her or hate her. Um, and I think, I, but you just take her for a posting. Um, she does lighten up a, a match thread if you can relate to her. Her on-field stats have been fantastic. So I wish her well. I think she's done a great job at the Roys and, and been part of the, I guess, what FBD would call the Roy Revolution this year. And they've gone all the way, nearly. Dang, we have a Revolution every year. It, it's, it's finally but just this one's a successful once. one. Come on. Yeah, I mean, if you have what... I've been captain for like six, seven years now, and we've had six, seven failed Revolutions. So this is why I don't think the mediocrity of its finest is going to change anytime soon. But hey, we'll take one. Take him when you can get him. 
No, that's it's going to be a very very tough uh, well, process to to narrow it down to a final twenty. So I don't uh, I'm not jealous of the people who have to do that job at all. But we're very much looking forward to seeing the final team announced on Friday night. Uh, and good luck to all the the nominate all the nominees. Should be an interesting one. Before we get on to the grand final itself, just want to ask you all, being sort of leaders in in your club. You've obviously had some highs and lows throughout the season. Um, so just for each one of you, with this week being the last game, what's been your most memorable and least memorable moment during season 25? Fitzroy, I'll start with you. Um, shit, yeah. I, when I saw this in the rundown that you sent out, I was it's weird. Like I can think of a couple of things, but I, don't, I can't really put my finger on like most memorable and least memorable. It's one of those seasons that I've been absolutely shocked by the Roys as a whole in a really good way. Like the numbers that we've been getting into threads, the way that our rookies and our second year players have been getting into threads, um, the way that the experienced heads like three KZ, wise guy, Sam mobs, Mooch have been sort of ever present a bit high. I mean, it's been this sort of perfect storm in a sense. Like I think back over the last few years and it's either been, a year of rookies and a couple of old heads or a couple of old heads carrying the team. But this year as a whole has been probably my best year in the SFA with the Roys. Um, it's It's been a lot easier for me, which is quite strange. Like I've always felt a bit of pressure, like trying to be the one out the front leading the team where this year it's been really nice to see all these people sprint past me. Like I don't care coming in. Matt three five two Zen Zen like Runk Ted Doug Chris Mike all these guys have just taken to this game like a like ducks to water and it's been phenomenal to see and it's made my job really easy um, even though I still seem to fuck up a team sheet every now and again um, but yeah I think it's really hard to sort of pinpoint a single moment where this season compared to some of the ones I've been a part of has been one of the best. It's been such a great season. And I think even if we went in the grand final, I'd still be saying the same thing. It's it's how's, just a uh, testament to... How's Mobsy doing his best Ampere impersonation spamming the grand final thread? He's what? Doing what to the grand final thread? His best Ampere impersonation spamming the grand final thread. He's everywhere. Well, he's had a broken computer for the last couple of weeks, so it must be finally either got his phone to work or his computer to work. It's In our team thread, it's been fun watching him uh, try and figure out. He bought a computer and it broke when he got it, and it's been this really intense saga of when will mobs actually get a working computer or phone. So it must have things have timed it perfectly so that he can turn up into the thread and just be mobs, which is lovely. He's probably down at the local library. Uh, yeah, it's not not a fair shout. The libraries in sort of inner Melbourne are pretty lovely, so he's probably sitting down there. He might not have a drink though. I'm sure he'll find a way. Uh, that good summation there, very nice. And Bear, what about yourself? Most memorable and least memorable moments for season 25? Yeah, I'm I'm a bit the same as Fitzy. Um, I saw this on the run sheet, and I tried to think of. Uh, one particular moment or, um, you know, one moment either way. And it, it's really hard. I mean, the, throughout the course of a season, there's uptimes and there's downtimes, and that can happen within the course of a week sometimes. Um, but it's just been fantastic to um, 
just to make the grand final. I think uh, if you're going to ask me the most memorable moment, it was probably probably um, last Sunday when the final siren sounded. At the moment, Fair that would notes. be uh, yeah, that would that would be the best moment so far. But that was you know, it was only a few days ago, and there's been other times throughout the season where where you feel great about it, and and times where you feel not so good about it. So, yeah. All right, and uh, Dinkster wrapping it up. Yeah, look, we've had a pretty good run, um, run home, so we've been on a bit of a winning streak. Um, yeah, you hope to win the first final and you get you win that one and then you get the next one, so you just wonder where it, where it's going to go. So the last one is always the best one, so the, the prelim was definitely the best moment. Fair enough. I think you've all been too political and too polite for my liking. We'll have to uh, ruffle some feathers later on when, with the viewer questions. But no, all very good answers, and I'm sure there's going to be uh, an even greater moment to come for one of the teams on this Sunday. Speaking of the grand final, we'll move on to that topic, given that's why you're all here. The Roys versus the Swamp Rats in the Season 25 grand final. Now, before we get your thoughts on it all, I've had Hate, who's our stats guru, send through some stats relating to both of your teams. So I'll go through some of the interesting ones. The Roys are 6-3 and three since round twenty, uh, since Season 20, round 10, against the Swamp Rats. The overall record is 14-10 in favour of the Roys. Three of the last four games have been decided by six points or less. Uh, what else have we got? Yeah, prior to season 25, both clubs had lost their previous four finals. The Swamp Rats have scored 100 plus points in eight of their last 11 games. Uh, Sin, who is the other one I had? And then the highest disposals, Broken 38, Season 17, Round 14. So there's uh, a few interesting stats there that I um, yeah, don't know how much you, you want to read into it, but the one that Hate really wanted us to share was from both of your club's original premierships, there's just one player that's active remaining, which is Mobs, um, who's still playing, obviously. So before his first premiership, he played 51 games. And he has since played a further 347 <coughs> games um, without winning another flag. So hopefully he, it's been a long time between drinks for mobs. Uh, so hopefully he can uh, break that drought potentially this weekend. But moving on to, to the game itself. So the Swamp Rats established season four. You've won one flag in season six. Uh, and Bear, halfway through the year, you guys were, I think, last or very close to being last. And now in a grand final. How have you turned it around? Oh, more than halfway through the year. After round nine, we were last still. Um, how do we turn around? Um, I've got to say to Reesim. I mean, we oh. we were one and seven. <laughs> and uh, basically, as soon as the, the sheet went up, uh, one of our rookies, Rickety, um, noticed that he was playing in a position other than what he was named. Um, and he notified us and... And um, so, you know, I started, I was in the middle of cleaning out the shed, if truth be known. <laughs> and I sat down in the corner of the shed with all the spiders <laughs> and uh, typed out a a, a request to, to Cloud to resim it. And the game finished, and as it happened, we lost. Um, but, uh, but of course, you know, resim happened, and, and we won that game by two points. And from there, I think we've only lost two games. So if you had have won that original game, would you still ask for a resim, given it was still incorrect? The no, the request was written out and and sent before the end of the game. 
Okay. Oh. I'm not sure whether I'd buy that, but that's a good political standpoint nonetheless. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, most other captains no, no, would have sent that off if they had a one. <laughs> the time stamps on the post will tell you, tell you that. So. <laughs> oh, well, maybe they won't because you won't see the PMs. But yeah. And Dinkster, your finals campaign so far, so you obviously knocked off the Furies in the elimination final, then defeated the one, oh, the wonders. I've done it again. I'm so glad they didn't <laughs> make it because this would have been a complete balls up of an episode. Uh, in the semi final, and knocked off the Hawks in the prelim. That must have been a pretty, I'll say, surprise given how dominant the Hawks were for the year. Well, how were you feeling after that game? Yeah, well, the first two ones, I was two finals, I was quietly confident. Like we've got pretty had pretty good records and against both the Wonders and the Furies, so. I, I thought we were a good chance, but the Hawks seem to have had the wood on us a little bit. So, you know, you go into the game hoping, but you never know how it plays out. But I guess when you're on a roll, that it sometimes just keeps on going. So, and the the good or the, the thing for the Roys to worry about this week is the spread of goals. They're not just coming um, from a good self. That you know, I'm almost a decoy full forward these days. <laughs> So we get goals from Chevelle, Powerade. Um, Sartorus might have kicked his first goal. I've got no worries there. <coughs> Our defense has been pretty tight. We've got a good spread of forwards. Like Mooch, I think, ended up sort of in the top pack of Fred medalists, but we had Mike, Barrels, uh, myself, uh, 3KZ. We'd kick goals from anywhere in the park. We're not worried. Fighting words. Um, Ant Bear, the the potential of you being a, a premiership captain, um, what does that mean to you? Uh, well, I'd like it to be. <laughs> of course, so would Fitzy. So, you know, what will be will be. You can't do much about it. Um, I, I don't know how long I'll be captain. I, you know. You take it season by season, and uh, when we hold an election every season to see who's going to be captain anyway. Speaking of which, um, is there still a movement to push Anbear out of the top job? That's been a hot topic of discussion on the SFA for most of the year, and Sports Maniac didn't exactly deny it. Is there still that movement? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it goes to the... Everyone votes, and it was pretty much unanimous, and then Anbear decides the final decision. What? It's like the all SFA team. Isn't I was going to say, this is cloud all over. <laughs> well, I think with this Parks boy mysterious figure returning, I, there might be more challenges. Yeah. Because well, uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I, I, isn't I, I, that. Good to see the young fella back, actually. Isn't that the one you dethroned? No, the one who walked away, you mean? Same thing, really, isn't it? Mm if he, if if Parks was 30 minutes earlier, he would have been on as a secret guest in Box Oh, room. shit, really? <laughs> yeah, okay. which would have been quite amusing. Uh, but we'll get to a little bit of that later on as well. Um, sure. And finally, for you, Dinkster, what would it mean to be involved in the second premiership in the club's history if you are to come away with a win on Sunday? Well, it, it's um, there's a lot of similar, similarities between the first one, actually. Like, the first one was the Bears... I had to get Jez Meister on board at the last second to save the Bears, and we sort of had to come from nowhere to... I remember the start of that season, a lot of talk in the podcast was the Bears would, wouldn't do well, and 
you know, we just kept on proving as the season went on. And and like this season, we got on a bit of a roll and ended up, you know, I think, I don't think there was much in any of the finals. I think we won every final by less than a couple of kicks. But this season is similar. We were bottom of the ladder and we've just got a bit of momentum, got on that roll. And I think even Kofi uh, predicted it in the the ladder thread, the, the statistics and ladder thread. He, at one point, he made reference to the, the Swampies getting on a roll. So I think there's some, some similarities there, and we might uh, just knock them over. Fair enough. And uh, Fitzroy, over to the Roys there. Mm-hmm. So you guys were established season three. You've won one premiership in season four. You've been a powerhouse mm-hmm. all year, just falling short of the minor premiership. Um, was, was your expectation to always play off in the grand final? No. I think... I think most people in the wider SFA know that I would never expect to get this far into the the finals. I I can't even remember the last time we'd sort of successfully made a shout in the finals. I feel like every time we've made it and since I've been around, we've been bundled out pretty quickly. Um, I also find it weird that you're calling us a powerhouse. I mean, we've always been up the top end, but we kind of fell over the line in a couple of games. We had the the infamous West Coast Wonders round 16 thing where the goal was kicked after the siren or wasn't kicked after the siren. I think I think even though we hit the top of the table sort of earlier in the season, I don't think we've ever been seen as like the top team in, this, in, the, in the league. I think that's sort of always been sort of the Hawks or someone like um, even the, the Bombers and stuff coming through. I think everyone's always seen us as kind of like, oh, they'll fade away eventually. That's only so because I think the Hawks sort of, have got more people sprouting shit and talking themselves up than you guys probably do. You're a bit more modest than they are. Yeah, but still, I think history has shown that the ones that talk shit seem to end up going the, all the way. Bombers for the last two years, case in point, really. But um, I, I look, being here in the grand final is just absolutely shocking. Um I was mostly expecting to sort of get done by the wonders in the first week purely because what happened the week before. I just figured the sim was going to do that to us no matter what. And speaking of your finals to... series, you obviously knocked off the wonders in the qualifying final in the Dragons in the prelim. Have you felt any additional pressure being one of the better teams in the competition? Going into this week, definitely. I mean, even the we... final series in, in total? Uh, pressure... Not really, I think, because, I mean, personally, as I've sort of said, I don't really expect to win a game. Um, I think every sort of step that we keep taking, it's sort of more of an exciting sort of thing rather than, shit, okay, we're the favourites, we're this, we've got to do that. Because I think mentally after the last 10 years, I've never seen us as the the overdog or the the favourite, we've always sort of been the underdog, so to speak. And I think most teams will see us that way. I think no one ever sees us as a threat, which I think is part of the persona that we've created at the Roys. But I also think it plays in mentally for a lot of our players too. I think we sort of assume to sort of get bundled out relatively quickly. Now, you'll notice obviously on this show there's two representatives from the Swamp Rats and only yourself. Is it true that you've put a blanket media ban on all your players so they can focus on this week's game? No comment. Um, look, I, I think most people know that I'm a pretty much, I like the limelight. I like being the only focus at the Roys. I, I know that there's a few posters out in the wider SFA that think that I like total control. 
but I won't make any comment about whether or not I put a blanket ban on any of my players joining me. Yeah, and I'll leave it at that. No, fair enough. And uh, what would it mean to you to win the second premiership in the club's history? Everything, really, I think. With the history that the Roys have, with the players that we've had come through and the the people that I've played with, whether they're still with the Roys or not, it's one of those things that it's been 22 seasons since the flag. We have a horrific finals record out of all the current teams. We've made the finals around 40% of the time when most other sides sit above 50. Everything, I think, it would be the best thing that could possibly ever happen in my time here. And I don't think, even if we went back-to-back or we three-peated, I don't think anything would ever take away from if we managed to win this Sunday. And final question before we get on to some questions from the listeners is where will the game be won or lost for the Roys this week? Oh, okay, that's a good one. Um, look, I think one of the things that we've shown throughout the year is that we've had a couple of big players that have played um, consistently throughout the year, but when we've won games well, it's been a team effort. I think looking back at our stats and stuff like that, when we've beaten teams comfortably or we've controlled the game, it hasn't been one person doing the heavy lifting. We've had 10 players getting 15-plus touches. I think that's going to be really important if we can get everyone up and running, if we can run through the midfield, our defense sticks up. But as a team, I think that's where we're going to do it. I don't think it's going to be dependent on one person. I think when Mooch hasn't scored goals, Barrels managed to kick five fucking goals the other week. That's pretty incredible from a player that manages to get negative points more than he ends up turning up. But um, I think if we can get, again, a spread of players picking up possessions and kicking goals, and I think the Swampy's going to have a tough time. That's a very good assessment. It does. It promises to be a cracking game on Sunday. We'll move on to the questions from the listeners. Um, I'm probably not going to put names to these questions. I'm sure everyone might be able to figure it out for themselves. The first couple are directed at Ant Bear. So the first question for you, Ant Bear, is about the half about halfway through the season, your teammates famously whinged about the integrity of the sim, even going as far to distort statist- uh, statistical theory to do so. In light of your recent success, do you still question the integrity of the sim, or do you only do that when you don't get it your own way? Um, I don't know that uh, we've ever questioned the integrity of the sim. The sim is a 50-50 sim. It's it's a computer program. You can't do anything about the computer program. Um, well, I mean, it, it shows that it's 50-50. We're, we're, what, 10 and 9 for the year. So it's 50-50 most times. I mean, we <laughs> a statistical anomaly is what, four wins out of 25 games. That's, you know, an anomaly, but it does mean that down the track, you'll get 21 out of 25 at some stage. And on the topic of consistency, your famous push for a re-sim against the Gumbies has pushed many players away from the league. Do you regret your actions at all? Not at all. That, <laughs> what a lot of people need to understand is that re-sim is... A very similar or identical situation happens four or five times every season. 
just that most of the time it doesn't get posted. It gets picked up before it's posted. Now, this happened on Easter Sunday. They didn't have in the uh, in the simmers and match posting PM. They normally have auditing of of the games, and they didn't have people there to audit it, and it just slipped through. There was another game that weekend that was also resimmed, but that was resimmed before it was posted. It was resimmed for the same reason. Okay, fair enough. All right, mm. uh, Fitzroy, sure. I'll put this one to you. With Brab's resurgence mm. in the last few weeks, is it safe to say that everyone's favourite poster is back? I would argue whether or not he's everyone's favourite poster. I think some people really like him and some people don't. I think when Brab... I, I think it's easy to point... Like, when Brab's being Brab, I think he's very good for the league. I wouldn't necessarily say he's everyone's favourite. Um, I personally often don't find his flavour of posting my to my taste, but I do appreciate what he does for the league, and there are people... And he's good at what he does. And it's we've had posters in the past that are very similar that I, I don't particularly like their style, that very antagonistic, um, sometimes a little bit aggressive style, but people do. And I think that this place comes in all colours, and I think if Brab is actually posting to what he is capable of, then he's almost one of the best, if not the best, going around. But he's wholly inconsistent, as the last couple of seasons have shown. So, look, if if he can get back to the things that we've seen, then, yeah, I think a player of top quality has returned. But whether he's everyone's favourite, I think that's up for debate. And Dinkster, what is what do you think about the well seemingly return of Milky ninety five to the fold? Will the social awkwardness add to the league? Well, he's only ever done anything in gifts at the moment. Does he actually have anything to say? Is the real question? It is. It is the real question, and uh, it sounds like he does based on the fact he was, I think, pretty much volunteering to come onto the show, but it was all a bit too late. But. I'm sure you'll break his silence at some point, but it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, Ampere, you've obviously been heavily linked to this whole saga. What are your thoughts on it all? I'd love Milky to come back. <laughs> to the league um, or to the... Would he come back Mil- to Milky the and I, Milky and I, and along with Cloud and Spookism, um, we, we formed a leadership team that lasted four seasons, and uh, they were four of the best seasons I've had. And why did they all leave? I couldn't couldn't say. You'd have to ask him. Uh, Milky certainly didn't say anything. He hasn't said anything yet. Anyway, where is no. he getting all these bloody gifts from? Anyway, who are they? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, who knows? Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good effort, really, to find that many different ones without doubling up. Uh, the next question we'll get everyone's thoughts on because it's been a pretty fresh thread that's popped up. Uh, what's everyone's thoughts on the draft system proposed by Tony Lynn 15? So for those who maybe aren't aware of it, who are listening, so basically his theory was introduce a draft at the end of every season. All the posters in the SFA are lined up against a wall and the captains get to pick based on ladder position on a rotating basis until all lists are full. So the theory behind it being that all good players aren't all just banked up in the one team. It's spreading, hopefully spreading the, the quality players across the league. Now, what's everyone's thoughts on that? Well, um, you know, this has been proposed on and off over the years. I think Cloud actually uh, put it forward a couple of seasons ago. So it's it's cyclical. It's never going to happen. 
no one's going to allow that to happen. People want to play with their mates. Um, they don't want to play with other people. <laughs> the way it is at the moment is the way it's going to stay. I, I can't see it being any different. Otherwise, you know, the league will just go downhill. Yeah, I, I'm sort of fall into that camp as well. I, I wouldn't mind seeing it for like a off-season kind of thing. I was trying to get something off the ground last season with Wacky, but my time just got away from me where people would nominate and like old school rules, people you pick. Um, it was more to see who was the last person picked as well, but I think <laughs> we used like, to do that, didn't we, be- between seasons? It used to be a between yeah. seasons draft just for the hell of it, didn't we? Yeah, I think... But everyone like, ended up with the team they were staying with, so it didn't really matter. I think the biggest thing is that when people go out recruiting and stuff like that, that you're luring people in for a particular team or for particular players. And if you're, particularly, and if you're drawing in people um, and then go, oh, actually, you might not play with me or you might not uh, play with the team that you're expecting, I think people will just be like, well, I don't particularly want to do it. Um, yeah, like yeah. If, if, say, for example, like, Ted Doug, Chris and Runk and Mike, um, I when we did the preseason tour and we were looking to help uh, sort of build up some more recruits to the SFA and we sort of agreed in the committee that a couple of teams would have sort of first dibs. I was very particular about the people that I went after because I thought they would mesh really well with the, the Roys and Mike was actually a recommendation from Woosh. Um, and I think if I'd brought them in and then was actually like, no, sorry, I would like to, but I'll see if I can pick you with my 400th pick in the draft. Um, I think a lot of people would walk away. Like, I don't want to play for anyone but the Roys. And it's one of those things that I think you'd lose a lot more people than you'd keep. It's You might rejuvenate a couple of people, but if they want to play with certain people, just change clubs. Like, uh, it's... Maybe a limited draft, like players that are sick and tired of where they are, they go into it and then we pick what's left. But I think you've got to leave it up to the person rather than just purging the whole league and then reshuffling it. Yeah, that was my thought Would as well. Trade people work wanted better, to do it. Would a trade work better because then you've got more control over who comes into your side? Like with, with trading and stuff, I've always been a big proponent of if someone wants to go, I'll make it happen. Like we had Papa Jugs mid-season. We worked something out with the Wonders for Zenzan. I've had people come to me, and I don't care if I don't get anyone back. I want people to enjoy this place. Um, so if, if they want to go, that's fine, and I'll make it work. I, I think it also damages the efforts that some teams have gone to recruiting, like some teams have put in massive amounts of time to bringing in new players and stuff like that. And then to have a, just a whole thing where, oh, we're going to share it around evenly, it means that some captains can get really lazy. Um, and I think there'll be a few teams that probably, who need a bit of a shock to the system, would avoid it. Um, and nothing would change within those clubs. Fair enough. It's, it's I think that's fair comment. I think it's fair comment because look, there's a few teams that went out and were very active in bringing some rookies into their teams, and I think they got the benefits this year. So there's a good lesson that the Gumbies, um, the Gumbies, the Bears, these type of teams, they can turn it around pretty quickly if they get active in the off-season off and, uh, and go bring some rookies in, 
just a couple of seasoned players to go along with it, and it'll turn very, very quickly. They've just got to be positive. Yeah, I think the Bears will be fine. Like, Josh Woodenspoon, I think, I hope, might get voted as one of the best captains, if not captain of the All-SFA. He's been really good at carrying that team this year, and he's been ever-present in every part of the league. And I think the Bears are in safe hands there. I think they've had a bit of a rough with rough time with some more experienced players leaving, but I, I would imagine that he's probably going to draw in a few. I think the Bears' culture is pretty good. Um, every All the feedback I got from players like Broken and stuff from their previous experiences at the Bears were always pretty uh, a good team to hang around with. Gumby's, look, I think there might be a big change coming, I hope. I'd be a bit disappointed if they kind of stayed the same. Um, I, I think they've got a good crop of talent in there, and there's a couple of players in that side that I would love in the Roys. Like, Friar Tuck knows that I'm a massive fan and I come knocking every other year, but I would be very reluctant to try and draw him away when I know the Gumbies need players like him to kick on and kick up. Just on another thing, I've just remembered my favourite moment for the season, and uh, that was Favours Week when uh, Josh <laughs> Josh made his team sheet. It was, that was a great week. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I mean. Like, when you have a player like that doing something like Josh was doing, I've got no worries about the Bears at all. Like, you've got a player there who loves the league, loves his team, and is going to do whatever he can. Now, he's probably going to make me look like a fool and move to another team in the off-season after I've said all this, but I, 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 he's one of the best players we've got. Yeah, there's no chance of that. He'll be he'll be at the best. No, he's a good poster, Josh. Oh, well, I've got a couple of more yeah. questions. Just from... to, I just want to chip in. It's good to see, like, I think I've seen St. Fly get involved a, yeah. a bit recently, and I think that's good for the Gumbies. Like, he's, uh, it's good for their profile, I think. Like you said, there's some great posters there. Hot Corner's a ripper. Um, there's something to work with there, and I think I, I look forward to playing them next year. I know we had a we had that horrible match thread um, with them with the resim, and I'll go on record. I don't think that that was our best moment in that match thread. I don't think it was our best moment, and I think I commented on that in our leadership group, but it wasn't their best moment either. So I think. Next year looks a great opportunity for the Gumbies to get going, and I look forward to having a positive match thread with them next season. I'm going to talk them up. Fair enough. All right, the, the next question is for Fitzroy. How does it mm. feel knowing you're only playing in the SFA Grand Final because the sim was rigged no. against the Wonders back in 16? The Wonders should be rightfully playing in this weekend's big decider. I hope you lose by the sim not allowing your player to kick their goal after the siren. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is Hado, but it could be a number of <laughs> It could be wonders. any of the wonders, come on. Look, I, I, I think Hado does seem to have a massive issue with me, and I'm not quite sure why. Every time we play them, he's always going on about how I need to move, be moved on. I did notice that he didn't pick me in his all-SFA team without any justification. He just seems to... I don't know what I've done to piss him off, and I'm pretty sure this has happened long before round 16. Um, look, one of the things that I find with the Wonders and I find quite amusing is that they've been the Sims pet for a very, very long time. Like, the fact that they're banging on about being the first to six flags, 
that they've got five in the bag already. They've been in a number more. That the seam the sim seems to kiss their ass every other season, and they get fucked over one week. And did it make much difference in the end? Probably not too much. Um, they missed out on top spot. They still got rolled by 50 points the next week by apparently an inferior side, which was us. Um, look, it's one of those things that he just suck it up and move on. It's one of those things that he's been blessed with being one of the most successful teams that the SFA has ever seen. And one thing didn't go their way. The Roys have been on the sh- end of the shit stick from the Sim for the last 10 years. To be honest, the um, the anomaly in the Sim um, where a goal that is kicked with the last line of text in the Sim doesn't get registered as a score does need to be fixed. It's actually happened three yeah. times this season in Critty, and it's happened a couple of times um in, in other games that I've simmed for, you know, various reasons that are not really SFA related, but it, it's it's happening more than than is acceptable, I would have thought. And it's probably not surprising that it's cost someone a game. Um, I, I think we talked to mobs about it in committee and yeah. – uh, and he he was of agreement that it's not right. <laughs> well, no, I, yeah. I like the actual sim element of it. I think needs to be fixed. I think that kind of stuff needs to happen. But the way they carried on, like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> okay, the uh, the next one is for well, I'm going to assume it's for Ampere, and um, it's it's got a question mark on it, but I'm not so sure it's a question. It's from Parks Boy, and it was a gift with the words, "I'm doing all right, but is all right enough." Can anyone help me decipher that? Milky, <laughs> Milky, uh, um, you know, I had a had a uh, brief attempt at a conversation with Young Parks Boy today, and I'm glad to see that he's changed his colours from uh, um, yellow and black to um, red and white. I must admit, when I first got the um, inbox message, I thought it was a Richmond board <laughs> trying to troll me or something like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> No, look, Milky's always welcome back. He's a legend of the club. He's a, a best and fairest winner, a, a captain. He's done a lot for the club, so he's always welcome back. And final one, we'll get everyone's opinion. Do you see Blurn figuring in your top five at this year's BNF for your club? I can't say that I've uh, seen him receive a vote so far. <laughs> yes, I Judging from my vote so far, he's got a one, so... Yes, he's, uh, he's definitely everywhere, Blurn. Well, might have something, eh? It, it, man, I love Blurn. I think the amount of energy that must go into this. getting into every thread and being present in every thread, like, it's that, that, in, that, in, that takes some doing and some energy. Like, I get tired of like doing talent. my own thread. I mean... His, his pictures thread is amazing. His, his talent yeah. is, is good. So uh, He'll be a club captain one day. I hope he stays with the Warriors. They sort of need him, but I, I doubt that he will somehow. No, he's quality. I think in Blurn's world, he wins them all, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> yeah, there'll be threads everywhere that he'll just claim every award possible. 
Uh, a final one I've got for the two captains. You'll likely be lined up against each other for the day. To what lengths will you go to to personally ensure that your output is greater than that of your opposing captain? That was one from a listener. I thought it was a good one to finish on. Um, <laughs> I, Anne Bear is a mom's medalist, captain of the Swampies. Whoop, there goes the dog. Sorry. Um, <laughs> look, I don't know if I'm going to try and stop him. I'm just going to try and beat him. Uh, it, it's, it's as simple as that. I don't think I can actually block him down because you probably can't. Um, I think I'm just going to do what I do and try and get as many free kicks as possible in goal-scoring opportunities. Yeah, um... I'm going to uh, tackle below neck height because Fitzy just gets way too many free kicks. And it's because he shrugs. <laughs> I drop at the knees. Uh, <laughs> drop at the knees, you do not. You shrug. <laughs> no, and what what can you do, honestly? Just hope he gets moved off to you in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to see the game played out with like us head-to-head, but... I, yeah, I'll be looking I have this it. odd feeling that one of us is just going to get shunted to the back pocket within the first 30 minutes. Like, it's just going to it's going to be one of those things where we've led our teams throughout the whole year and then, as it should be, that the rest of our team takes the glory. We're going to be made inconsequential because we've got two fantastic teams behind <laughs> us. Yeah. Honestly, it will be... Um, it's an absolute pleasure to play the grand final against the Roy's... Um, you know, I've uh, I've always been a fan of the Roy's even before this season, and I've, in seasons where we've been out of the race, we've either missed the finals or dropped out in the first week, and the Roy's have still been active. Um, the Roy's taking have been the piss or what? This is far too polite. No, no, honestly, you realise you realised you've picked two of the nicest people to come on your podcast. At least pretend I, to hate each other. Like I'm, I'm actually adding in something at the end. You're both going to have 30 seconds to tell the other team why you're going to beat them and try and be somewhat aggressive and hateful towards them. This is just embarrassing. Have you ever read a post that I've put in any of the threads? There's, there's no aggressive bone in my body. It, it's, look, I think it's going to be a really good week I, I i'm really enjoying it so far look i want to fucking win it that's no i'm not going to keep that a secret i hope we do i think we've got the players to do it um i don't hope that ant bear gets shunted to the back pocket and all this kind of stuff i hope it's a goal fest when it's a tough game i don't want it to be a blowout but i hope at the end of the day that we come out on top dinkster come on give us something because ant bears let me yeah. down a lot tonight. He hasn't been firing shots at all, so you got to bring it home. You can see why we want a second amp there, right? Yeah. You can he's, see it. There's he's no passion. Far, far too nice Soft. Here. Far too nice. He wants to smack the living Schneisenhausen out of FBD. He's just not yeah. going to say it here. See, amp might lie to my face, but I don't. I actually hope we both have pretty good games. Well, as long as you can all go and have cake and cup of tea after, everyone's going to be happy, oh, aren't they? Uh, that, that's <laughs> half time. Tea. <laughs> no, we we go beer. Beer, yeah. okay. Well, we're we're green specialists down at the Furies. That's our drink of choice. We've got chuds. I don't know what they're made of, but they certainly get the job done. 
All right, that just about does it for the show. So Fitzroy, Bowie Dog, Ant Bear and Dinkster, thank you so much for coming on, guys, and sharing your thoughts. And good luck in the grand final this weekend. Looking forward to seeing how it all goes. And make sure everyone tunes into the Mobs Medal on Friday night as well and get involved in the thread. It should be a cracker. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. No worries. I really and enjoyed Wooden, it. Thanks, Josh Wooden Spoon. This I'm playing an outro, and it's your song, so you can stop having a crack at me in PMs now. Right? Here's your music. 